It's time to get your hockey fix. This is Brave the Wild with your host, Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota wild hockey here on thesportstuff.com. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Well, we're going to hopefully get Neil Natog Thiesing back on the show soon. Very soon, I got to think. I got to think it's going to be within the next show or two. So do apologize, haven't had him on the last, uh, well, it's been a while now, last couple months. (laughs) And apologize, I wasn't available last week. The schedule just got too tight. I was recording other shows, because co-hosts are only available on that day, that type of thing, especially certain co-hosts that are extremely tough to reach, so just thought I was mentioning that, and uh, it's been a really crummy, crummy stretch, really, the whole month of March has been awful for the Wild, with the exception of one regulation victory over the New York Rangers, okay, yeah, we beat the Calgary Flames, okay, so there's two regulation victories in March, and, well, we're already more than halfway through the month. Yeah, um, this is getting pretty frustrating. I'm going to probably brush things a little bit more with a broad stroke on this show. But I will at least mention the scores along the way, uh, obviously, and talk about the games a little bit along the way. But in general, this team went from a team that was winning games, winning close games, winning shootouts, to a team that's losing games and losing Close games, losing shootouts. Um, they haven't won a shootout in, I don't even remember now. It's been a while. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond frustrated right now with the, with the shootout losses and the lack of clutch play and the horrible mistakes along the way. I'm, quite frankly, I'm kind of getting pissed off. Quite frankly. Uh, the Wild start out the month nicely. <laughs> March the 3rd, Monday, March the 3rd. They beat the Calgary Flames 3-2. to two. Nice win, the top line, of course, doing what they do best, score goals, they, that's what they're here for, all that good stuff, that being Granlund and, and uh, <laughs> Pominville and Parisi, just getting the job done, and that's that's all we want. It was a nice little win for the Wild, I was very happy, felt very confident in the Wild going into this month, it's kind of interesting to see uh, Marcus, Marcus Granlund, I'm seeing Mikhail back, Backlund, that's insanely confusing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mikhail Granlund, Backlund, Marcus Granlund. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Uh, Granlund getting two assists in the game. Just a fun night indeed. Two goals for that top line. Just a strong night. Uh, Kemper was above average. Not as good as he had been at times, but an above average game. Felt pretty good. Got several days off going into Dallas. It's Mike Madonna night. That's a hint, hint, where we're headed much later in the show. In fact, near the end usually. As, yeah, this will be a typical two, uh, yeah, two-segment show, game reviews, and, of course, the uh, Mike Madonna Award, and the <laughs> James Shepard Memorial, and then, of course, second segment, the previews, and on to, actually, three, se- yeah, three-segment show, the previews, and then, of course, the North Star Memory and uh, Iowa Wild Checkup. Yeah, you get the idea, but I like to let you guys know what's going on. 
So we head into Dallas several days later, March the 8th, my brother's 36th birthday already. Good God, we're getting old. Saturday, March the 8th, Minnesota Wild headed to Dallas, and it's like the Wild lose in Dallas all the time. In fact, before last year when the Wild actually finally beat Dallas in Dallas, the last time before that <laughs> was in Reunion Arena back in 2001. Yeah, 2001 before September the 11th. That's was That was the last time the Wild had won in Dallas. And they're a Western Conference team, so you play them like four times a year. Not nowadays, five times a year because of the new format, the new division and all that good stuff, new scheduling format. Uh, boy, and Dallas has some nice young stars coming up. It was kind of cool. In fact, quite cool to watch Mike Madonna's number get retired. Finally, it kind of took a little while. He's like 43 already. <laughs> He's been on the league a few years now. Um, but yeah, it was very, very cool to see Madonna get his number retired. And, but it's like, okay, on to the game. I hate the Dallas Stars now. I used to kind of like them before the Wild got here. Actually, I, I did like them before the Wild got here. Kind of like, well, I got to cheer for somebody and figure I'd cheer for them. Calgary sucked. Dallas was doing good. It was fun watching Madonna and all those guys out there. Um, he was, of course, the last remaining North Star to play in the NHL. He was the very last North Star to ever play in the league. And it's been a while already, so it tells you how long ago that was. Um, but, yeah. A, uh, a disappointing game, indeed, for the Wild in the end. Uh, Lindy Ruff has this team going in the right direction, though, as the Stars would be in the postseason as of today. Just totally different. I mean, the Stars haven't been in the playoffs in over five years, so pretty crazy. Eric Halla showing what quickness he can have, though, in this game. Scoring a shorthanded goal. I mean, yeah, they talked about his speed, but to really witness it, to really actually witness it, it's just, it's something to see. I mean, he's got to be the fastest player on the wild. He has explosive speed. He has, he has Wes Wall's speed. Scored his third goal of the year, assisted by Miko Koivu. Yes, Miko Koivu back in the lineup. Danny Healy moved on to the fourth line, as I kind of had a feeling might be the way things were going to head. Coyle, a winger on the second line with Koivu, and the newly acquired Matt Molson. I'll talk about the trades right now. Might as well. Because it's obviously a major news thing. Wild acquiring Elon Biskolov. Before we even get to the other one. <laughs> we acquire Biskolov from the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, okay. Not too bad for a fourth round pick. Not too bad. He's he's alright. Nice backup. And of course, there's a surefire sign that the other two goalies. The guys that were the main goalies last season and years before. <laughs> yeah. Not going to be available the rest of the year. No more Backstrom and most likely no more Josh Harding. Uh, MS just kind of taking its toll on the guy after having an insane, unbelievable year. In fact, he would have probably been the best goalie in the league if he kept anything near the pace he was playing. But, yep, he's done. So Ilo Braskolov, um acquired from the Edmonton Oilers. He does play I guess the St. Louis Blues later on. We'll get to that game shortly. Um, <laughs> it uh, And then the Wild later acquire Matt Molson, who actually was available in this game. This was his first game with the Wild. Matt Molson, yes. Uh, a very familiar name with the New York Islanders for many years. Wound up going to the Buffalo Sabres for Thomas Vanek, of all people, who... This is kind of a web going on. It's kind of a web going on here with uh, Molson and Vanek and the Wild. Um, and I kind of think that web is going to continue. Uh, and the Buffalo Sabres, too. And the New York Islanders. It just gets weirder and weirder. I mean, it just gets weird, this whole thing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's weirding me out in a way, but in a fun way, too. 
But yeah, Matt Molson comes to the wild. Nice little start. It looked like he scored the goal, but actually Charlie Coyle tipped it in for a power play, putting the wild up two to, or excuse me, tying the game at the at the time. That was a nice feeling after uh, Jamie Benn and Alex Chiesen scoring goals earlier along the way. It was a one nothing Dallas lead tie game, two to one Dallas lead tie game. Now here and then Kyle Braziak early in the third period puts the Wild up his sixth goal of the year from Nino Niederreiter. Nice to see in the third line being a part of things again as they have been a bit here along the way. And well, the two teams grinded out for a while, and Eric Cole starts kind of going to work. Yeah, he sets up Tyler Seguin on a power play. It looked like the Wild had this power play shut down. We were all excited. Oh, yeah, we got them. Oh, come on, we can do it. But then Seguin gets it. But, oh, by the way, let's just tell them how they got to this power play because it was a five-minute major. Eric Halla went on the break. Speed up the yin-yang. And then the defenseman basically, well, <laughs> forced Halla forward. He couldn't really change direction or stop, and he went right into Kari Lettinen, who apparently has sustained a neck injury. That couldn't have been good. He was laying on the ice kind of in pain and holding his neck ugh, like that for quite a while there. And he was immediately ejected for game misconduct. Later on, they talked about saying, well, the defense and actually forced him into <laughs> letting him. But, oh, guess what? Too bad. The Wild still screwed with a five-minute power play. And they had just about stopped this thing. It was down to mere seconds. Tyler Seguin, the leading scorer of the Dallas Stars, finishes a goal. Finishes off a play, finishes uh, excuse me off a play from Eric Cole and Sergey Gonchar. Tie game, stars and wild. And didn't you know things were going to snowball from here? And they sure did. They sure did. Keith Ballard, when making one of the worst, you know, making a Christian Ponder like pass, trying to get it back to uh, to Stoner. This was Clayton Stoner, and it was. Quickly intercepted by a guy who's not the fastest dude in the world, and I could tell they were teasing him about it at the end of the game. <laughs> Eric Cole, 15, 15th goal of the year, 36-year-old Eric Cole, finishes it, 15th goal of the year, and uh, a surefire winner for a certain award as we come back is Keith Ballard. Uh, and the Wild weren't able to score again after that. This was a little under five minutes to go in the game. Devastating, just devastating the way this thing changed pace. Everything just went down the toilet after that holla goal because this was, uh, you know, just exactly, actually exactly four minutes after Sagan tied the game up. Ugh, just absolute frustration. That game had me seething, just seething. It's just the lack of clutch play, just dumb mistakes, inability to score when necessary, and a lot of bad luck too because, well, that penalty probably never should have happened because... The defenseman did force Eric Halla into the goalie. <laughs> he did, and the NHL admitted it later. But, well, what's done is done, and guess what? Guess who didn't get the point? The Wild did not get a point against a team that's extremely close to them in the standings. You think? Yeah, they're pretty close to the to the Wild in the standings. Just love when computers just sit there spinning. That's really good, good quality computer here. Pile of caca. So, we're going <laughs> to do what we can to move on here. As best possible. This Dallas game, though, I mean, it just started a chain of events here for the Wild that sent them down into this utter frustration. This this BS, basically, is what I like to call it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's BS. 
It's BS. Um, so Sunday, March 9th, back to back, you think, okay, yeah, sure, they're going to go from Dallas, losing in Dallas, to, uh, they're going to go from losing in Dallas, yeah, right, to defeating the St. Louis Blues, probably the best team in the league right now. And I do think they will win the West, and I do think they will lose to the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals. I got a sneaky feeling. I'm going to be right this time, guys. I got a sneaky feeling, but I think the Blues win the West this year. Finally going back to the Finals for the first time since the late 60s, early 70s. Anyhow, oh, TJ Oshie, haven't we heard enough about him? That that awesome shootout goal he got against the against the uh, the Russians. Oh, TJ Oshie is the greatest shootout guy ever. Yeah, we're happy for him. I know, we get it. I'm tired of hearing about TJ Oshie. I'll, you know, get get back to me when he signs at the Wild. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hear about TJ Oshie right now. I, I mean, I consider him an enemy, you know. St. Louis Blues, I, I hate that team. Yeah, they're good, but I, but I still hate them. And I've hated them for many years. Back into the North Star days. Do you blame me? Well, screw you if you blame me. <laughs> Stuff it, mate. As they like to say in Australia. TJ Oshie scoring on the core play very early in this game on Brisgolov. Andrews Golov looking like a softie very early in this one, only five minutes later. Carlo, whoever this guy is, never heard of him, <laughs> scoring his <laughs> first goal of the year. Yeah, that is a different name. Um, and uh, I, I remember it at the time, but obviously it's been like it's been like a week, so forgive me if I'm not like totally sharp on his name. Uh, but, I mean... Whatever, Briskalov. I was just kind of rolling my eyes. Just was basically like, well, just shoot high on Briskalov because he doesn't stop anything. Like raised off the ice, pissed me off. But then he kind of slammed the door the rest of the way, which was pretty nice. Pominville and Matt Molson tying the game up later in the game. Uh, later on, pardon me. Pominville, just a beauty, really nice, incredible uh, chemistry between Parisi and Pominville over the next several games here. Really, for the last for the last several games, I I, I should say, because you basically were like Granlin, Pominville, Granlin, Parisi, Granlin, Pominville, Granlin, 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 going along with one of them. But really, Parisi and Pominville have been doing fantastic, leading the team in goals. But now they're also racking up the assists to each other as well of late. A, a lot of Pominville uh, receiving from Parisi, but hey, Parisi's been receiving from Pominville too. Let's get let's get credit where it's due. So that was nice, and more mere four minutes later, the Wild tie it up. This is the last time you're going to hear Matt Molson in the scoring column for a while, and complete non-factor in the shootouts as well, which don't have me happy at all, at all. Uh, 18th goal of the year, nice little tip-in from Koivu. Just finished the shot, Koivu's kind of putting the puck near the net, and Molson directing it in, really like that one, 18th of the year. There it is, Matt Molson, two points in two games. Can't beat that. Here we go. Matt Molson, definitely a factor. He's going to really make the, the scoring of this team really pick up the pace as we head into a playoff uh, potential playoff run. Yeah, not just making the playoffs, playoff chase and all that good stuff, but this team's going to make a playoff run once they get there. Well, not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. Well, the Wild do force overtime with the Blues. Prisgolov, very solid the, the rest of the way. But that Elliot of St. Louis, when I saw him in that and not and not Ryan Miller, because I think the Wild could beat Ryan Miller, uh, he is overrated, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's been good, but I haven't liked him this this year. He hasn't been that good this year. He's I shouldn't even dare dare I even say he's overrated. Maybe I shouldn't, but he hasn't been playing well this year, and I gotta think the Wild would have had a nice chance to win this game. 
I honestly think Elliott is underrated because he seems like he's always in net when the Wild play the Blues and he's always slamming the door on us. And yes, the Blues players have <laughs> are pretty pretty good defensively as well. Um, their, their defensive system and all that good stuff. And yeah, they can score a little bit too. Um, when we went to the shootout, I knew we were effed. Just effed. Pardon my French. Because Briscoll, yeah, he'd been good along the way. But I don't like Just thinking of him in the shootout did not make me excited at all. And the way Elliot was just moving everywhere he needed to be. The glove was everywhere it needed to be. The legs were everywhere. The stick. That stop he made on Mikhail Granlin had me throwing up. I was so pissed. The way he was able to stop Mikhail Granlin late in that third period, just flinging his stick, and he was able to clog Granlin and stop the puck and the st- and Granlin's stick. I just was irate. I mean, that looked like that had goal written all over it. So you're telling me the Wild are going to win the shootout? No, they didn't win the shootout. TJ Oshie, greatest shootout player ever. We're happy for him. 8 of 10 this year. 8 of 10. It, it, it were, excuse me, 8 of 11. It was 10 of, it was 7 of 10 going in. It was 8 of 11. Just right past his goal, like nothing. Oh, I was so happy. I could just, I could just, yeah, I, I was just dancing with joy. And the next one ran right past his golf as well. Parisi, or excuse me, Koi, Koivu, very slow. Parisi, very slow. And Pominville, slow. None of them scored in their opportunities. And, <laughs> Well, Brisgolov didn't have to make a third save because the Blues had won the game once uh, no one could score for the Wild. It was quite quite upsetting. Just, pardon me. Quite an upsetting situation. Um, both of them came in too slow and just waited too long to put a shot on that, being uh, Parisi and Koivu. I, I, ah, that was an awful shootout. And again, signs of the times, signs of things to come for the Minnesota Wild upcoming. Three days later, pardon me, two days later, the Wild. Yeah, home game against Edmonton. Like they always, like the, like we always like to say, the, the Wild needed an oil change, and here was a chance to get it. Nice, high-quality oil coming into town. At least high-quality for a team looking to end their little snide here. Edmonton Oilers. Team with some talent. Some young talent, but some talent. The team in disarray, though. Just doesn't know doesn't know how to win hockey games whatsoever. You can just walk right all over them, and it looked like the Wild were going to do just that. Early goals along the way, three nothing Wild in the third period or first period. Top line getting it done again, accounting for two goals yet again, two of the goals, and then that fourth line accounting for the second one along the way. Yeah, Halla Halla is just man, I I love it. I'm glad he didn't get suspended, and boy. That would have been a well, oh, yeah. They would have been owing him money if they did suspend him <laughs> because they changed the ruling. Um, but of course, the Wilds still lost that game. I'm, I'm not too bitter, just just not a little bit, not 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 not, not bitter, no. But uh, Parisi making it look easy, Granlin and Pominville assisting in that one. That was a nice, nifty, easy-looking power play goal, making the Edmonton goalie look silly. Pominville scoring later on. Parisi and Granlund again. <laughs> Just an awesome, awesome start to the game. But hey, guess what, folks? The game wasn't over. Not a, not by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, a minute and a half later, oh, the cute little Edmonton Oilers scored a goal. Oh, three to one game. Eh. We got this. We got this. They just uh, that one just got by. You know, Kemper was just kind of whoops. Kemper just had a little hiccup. He'll be fine. 
second period. See, look at that. We're shutting them down. We're not scoring or anything, but we're shutting them down. We'll be fine. Midway through the third period. <laughs> David Perrin and Jordan Eberle getting their 24th and 21st goals, respectively, to tie this thing up midway through the third period. Within about four minutes of each other. Literally within about four minutes. Great. Good times. The Wild couldn't get anything past the, the goalie that looked like a sieve very early on. <laughs> that being Victor... Yeah, Victor Fossil. Fossil, I can't say his name. I had it earlier and I lost it, but you you know who it is. Um, they were scoring on him and early and often, and then nothing. Just nothing. Couldn't get anything past the guy. <sighs> Went into overtime, multiple opportunities, nothing going. It's like, okay, this is not good. I don't want to go to the shootout again. I really don't. Edmonton not putting much, putting not too much resistance on Kemper along the way. But it's like, okay, well, hopefully at least we'll finish this sucker. Everything will be fine, but but it wasn't fine. No. Denver got beat in the shootout again. This time, and this time, just to tease us, Parisi and Koiva with awesome goals in the shootouts. More creative. Parisi, more creative. Quicker. More aggressive scoring. And then Koivu lifting, lifting his backhand shot. Not 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 running out of space before taking the shot as well, lifting that backhand shot. See now he's scoring again because he got one again tonight. <laughs> the same way, lifting that pended backhand shot because you know goalies kind of cut onto that. You know when you, when he went low, it's like okay we got it. We we know he does the same thing every time, but now yeah they have to guess a little bit, and he's been scoring on the lifts, but ultimately Kemper couldn't get it done again. Just could not get it done. Just beat. Time and time again in the shootout. Couldn't couldn't stop anything. Kemper has gone from a stone wall in the shootouts to a sieve. He can't stop anything in the shootouts anymore. And it's sickening to watch. Pisses me off. Just pisses me off. One thing, it's like, you know, you could count on. Here we go. We have a goalie that can stop him in the shootouts. And, of course, by the way, be a really good goalie in the regulation as well. Well, so much for that. And Kemper is a good goalie still. He kept us in the game all night tonight as well. We'll get to that shortly. But couldn't get it done in that Edmonton Oilers game in the shootout. And of course, giving up those tying goals didn't help either along the way. Nice, quiet little victory for the Wild against the New York Rangers. Really a boring game. A 2-1 victory Thursday, March the 13th. Boring, boring game. Yet the Wild won anyway, which is nice. Oh, imagine that. The first line accounted for... The game-winning goal in the third period, very early in the third period, Parisi and Pominville. See, there it is. Pominville hooking up Parisi this time, and Granlin, of course, getting the third assist, or third, second assist on this one. A beauty again. Usually around the net, where they kind of center it to the other one, to the other side of the net and score, and that's what this was as well. Uh, Niederreiter finally scoring. He's, he's been pretty quiet. This was early, This was uh, in the first period. Derek Stepan had tied the game up at, literally in the center point of the game, but Overall, not much to say about this game. Just a quiet, boring, grinded-out type of game. And regardless, this is the whole point here that I'm going to (laughs) stress. And this is where we're headed, it seems. It doesn't even matter who we acquire in trades. Because the the goals, just numbers, aren't going up regardless who we're acquiring in these trades. Like, everybody's all excited about Matt Molson now. Oh, boy, we got... He's the best scorer on the team. 
he'll be better than, than everybody. Pominville, Parisi? Ah. I'm also beginning to wonder about Miko Koivu as well. And I think a lot of you have been wondering for a while. We'll get to that point very shortly. But I'm not going to really say much about the New York game other than I'm happy the Wild won. And Benoit Puglia over there in New York, I guess good luck to him. Glad he's still hanging on in the, in the league. Other than that, just another <laughs> another huge blemish on Doug Risebrough's record. And that's why he is no longer AGM at all in the National Hockey League. No, he is not. Nice, nice win for the Wild, though. And thank God they did win the game. Just getting frustrated with a lack of goals. And I'm not too impressed with Matt Molson so far, guys. I'm not. I'm not too impressed. And I know it's early and all that. But so far, he's certainly not making any type of splash like Jason Pominville was last year. Because they went to the same BS last year when we did get Pominville. When, you know, we were winning and losing 2-1 to one games, but, but who was scoring the goals? Pominville was scoring the goals. That was the thing, is it was everybody else that wasn't scoring. Where Molson's just not doing anything out there to me. I mean, yeah, he'll put up a shot once in a while, but it's not like it's not like a great scoring chance. It's just a shot on net. You know, it's okay. He actually made a move, but the goalie stopped it. But it wasn't much of a move. It was easy to defend. That type of situation. Ugh. I mean, there was some frustration, sort of frustrating plays tonight, and we're getting to that right now. Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, that team. The Sons of Biscuits come to town. And it was basically a shutout until the last couple seconds of the second period. Boring as hell. Why can't the Wild score on anybody anymore? Why? And why is the, why is the Columbus goalie suddenly so good? He's being a Sergei Bobrovsky. Now, he's not a bad goalie. His goals against average is 2.5. Not bad. He's okay. But he's not anybody that's like, should be... I mean, yeah, he's not anybody that just amazes me. Oh, my. Ooh, boy, he is a stud. He's not that great, but he was stopping everything again. Same old story. Yet, at the same time, the Wild weren't really getting a lot of great chances. They were just getting him on net. That's kind of what it was. A lot of their quote-unquote great chances would end up going wide or getting shut down at the last second by a Columbus defender. Knocking the puck away. Or our players would be mishandling the puck or tripping. Just sloppy. Just, uh, this team is annoying to watch right now. And it didn't surprise me they lost this game, even though it pissed me off. <laughs> I'm not surprised, I'm just pissed. Because it was a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game. I mean, what can I call this episode? From clutch to sloppy? <laughs> I uh, from cr- from clutch to sludge. I don't even know. I don't even know clutch to crutch. <laughs> uh, it just is what it is. Now the wild aren't necessarily a clutch team anyway. I'm uh, you don't necessarily put the word clutch and wild in the same sentence, but sometimes and Kemper certainly was for a little while there. It was fun to watch in the shootouts. But as we head to this one tonight, and by the way, nice feed by very beautiful feed by Parisi. To Pominville. That was the only goal scored by the Wild. Imagine that. The top line scored again, and it happened to be Parisi and Pominville hooking each other up. Not Matt Molson. No, not Matt Molson at all. Koivu, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> yeah, he's they at least they wisely put him on the second line. They finally put their they finally used their brains and didn't just force all the for the old first line together and screw up the amazing chemistry they have on the with Granlin. Uh, Parisi and, and uh, Pominville. But, <laughs> strange coincidence though that right when Koivu is back on the ice again regularly for the Wild and is the captain of the team, 
we go into this nosedive. It's kind of quiet in here right now, isn't it? Isn't it quiet? I, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> you're watching the games. I'm not seeing it from Koivu either. I'm not seeing it from Molson or Koivu. And there's, there's just something about him that I don't know what it is, but he's not a captain. And I've been saying that for a couple years now. He's not a captain. I don't want him to be the captain anymore. And I know some people out there, like the experts, like the Yodas of hockey even, go as far as to say, you know, yeah, we go as far as even the Yodas of hockey, like the Lunanis think that's just hogwash. I don't know. And he has every right to think that. I mean, heck, he played hockey forever and he GM'd hockey forever, but I'm not so sure it's hogwash, though. I mean, and, and, and we all have rights to disagree. I mean, this is just one thing. Lunani's forgotten more about hockey than I'll ever know. He's the godfather. Damn it. <laughs> just imagine him on this show. That'd be the coolest thing in the world. And, you know, I bet if I just got the balls to contact him somehow, some way, I bet he would come. He seems like the, he, he's the kind of guy that would. So maybe someday Lunani joins Brave the Wild. Oh, man. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm here to give you my opinion. So that's my opinion. That crazy should be the captain, without a doubt. Um... Part of me would almost... <laughs> no, I'm not going to go that far yet. I, I was going to say it, but... Yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> part of me wants to trade Koivu, but... Yeah, a big part of me does want to trade him. But it would have to be for the right pieces. Piece or pieces coming back. Because you are giving up a center, which is very valuable. But then at the same time, you have... <laughs> you have Hala. You have Hala who could move up to the second or third line. Um, but then it would get kind of uh, hairy after that. So, well, I guess we'll leave that alone. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. You know, you can't just have Granlin and Hala because I'm not a fan of Braziak anymore. I think he's just a complete non-factor. So, yeah, I'll just shut up and move on from that lining, um, from that verbiage, whatever. Really not much to say about this game either. Just a boring-ass game. Boring. Sloppy. Opportunities that just fell apart because the team's sloppy. Mishandling the puck, mishandling opportunities, getting stopped all the time, all that good stuff. So, we head to the shootout, and here we go again. Well, Zach Parisi with a nice, awesome move. It's like, this is exactly like the Edmonton one. <laughs> it really is. Felt so good coming in. Zach Parisi. Nice. Actually, one of his best, one of his best shootout goals of the year. In fact, maybe his best. He actually looked really good in this, so this is like a really beauty. And then, Darcy Kemper gets my hopes up and actually stops Cam Atkinson with a nice little last-second drop of the knee to stop uh, stop a low, in the middle type of shot, trying to get it underneath his, uh, trying to get Kemper uh, underneath. Koivu, backhand shot, lifted it up, but then all of a sudden, here it comes. Anasmov <laughs> uh, and Letsu got their pucks over, or I mean, literally made so many moves on Kemper. He didn't know what to do. They went right around him. Devastating. Just devastating. Made Kemper look not so good. The second one, Kemper lost his footing. And it just, that's just how it goes. You gotta, I don't know. Bad luck, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Don't lose your footing at that time, man. Please. 
<laughs> I don't even know what to say about that one. Mostly bad luck, but still sloppy. Sloppy. Off his off his game there. Pominville, what the hell was he doing on his shootout attempt? <laughs> what was he doing? I, I mean, this isn't the Mighty Ducks. You, you're not Fulton Reed. Why are you stopping and taking a? Why are you just kind of stopping and shooting from far away? I I don't know. And he wasn't that far, but he's further away than I'd want. The goalie, he just missed the net, and I got to think the goalie'd be ready for that anyway. It's just I, I don't know. I, I I didn't like that one. And of course, Matt Molson reminding me of Brian Ralston. <laughs> Sure, Brian Ralston scored goals, but never when you needed him to. Yeah, he was a 30-goal guy, but never when you needed him to. Never when you needed him to. And Molson looked slow and lackadaisical on this one, and it, it pissed me off. And I don't know, just that, that just rubbed me wrong a little bit. And that, that's what I didn't like about Ma- uh, Brian Ralston in the past. And then, of course, Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson made what looked like too many moves. I, it just seemed kind of suspicious. It looked like Kemper had knocked the puck away and then he recovered it and scored, which would be illegal. If the puck is knocked away, it's not a you don't get a second shot attempt. But apparently Kemper missed. He actually didn't touch him, it just looked like he did. <laughs> and the goal counted and that was it. Wild lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Disgusting loss. Just losing at home to the Blue Jackets. Losing at home to Edmonton. Well there you go again. Yeah. There you go again. Hmm. I hate these nosedives. I'm I'm sick of them so much. Oh, so sick of them. And I'm sure the uh, Mike Yo <laughs> Fire Mike Yo cards are going to be coming out. And the possibility of this hockey club missing the postseason exists and persists. It does because the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm I'm inherently. <laughs> <laughs> inherently stuck whatever the wordage is I, was, I thought I had it but I lost it but whatever the wordage is for this are a well wait they moved to the other conference didn't they those sons of biscuits no they didn't I'm losing my mind here <laughs> but the Columbus Blue Jackets are suddenly a regardless of what's going on here the Columbus Blue Jackets are suddenly a much better much better team they truly are. They are much, yeah, and they are in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm so confused because they were over here for the longest time, but I'm just so used to thinking them as a crappy team, but they actually are a halfway decent team now. <laughs> so, thank God they're not in our conference. That's all i got to say. It would put the Wilds in, in a serious jeopardy of missing the playoffs, but the possibility does exist that the Wild could miss the playoffs. It's it's possible. I mean, if Vancouver and Dallas pass the Wild, there you go. Vancouver's playing like crap. <laughs> they are. But stranger things have happened. Um, let's see, the Wild have 80 points. Vancouver is 70. See, Phoenix is the uh, probably the team that could put a scare in us with 73 points. Winnipeg, nah. It's Phoenix. Phoenix is the biggest threat for the Wild. But seven points behind, unlikely they'll catch us. But it's possible. And, man, I apologize about that Columbus thing there. <laughs> I'm just so used to them being over here, and obviously, you know, they switched the whole league up, you know. Next thing you know, you'll be hearing me talk about Detroit doing, uh, doing, do, uh, like, they're standing in the, in the Western Conference when they're not in the West anymore either, so, yeah, they really screwed me up mentally. <laughs> it's almost like, leave things alone, even though I'm really happy to be back in the Central slash Norris, wink, wink, division. It is the Norris division, damn it. It is, it is. Yes, and Dallas is like the new uh, 
arch rival. <laughs> yeah, they're only five games behind the Wild, so Wild would have to move down to the quote-unquote eighth seed if that were to take place. That would be a that'd be quite a bummer. So let's just wrap up this. Uh, let's wrap up the reviews. Let's get the awards out of the way. Well, Mike Madonna Award is going to be a tie. It's going to be a tie. Zach Parisi and Jason Pominville. Unbelievable chemistry. They've been carrying this team the past week and a half. Unbelievable chemistry. Crazy good chemistry by those two. So there's your tie right there. James Shepard Award. Uh, Keith Ballard stinks. <laughs> you know, and I, I hate saying that. He's from Minnesota. Former Gopher. National champion. But for the most part, he has stunk this whole year. You know, it seems like he's always like the quintessential pick for the James Shepard Award, and he's getting it again. That Christian Ponder type play really, really pissed me off, and it's it's not helped the Wild at all. Um, it would be it would have been really nice to, to to win that game in Dallas, maybe even get a point out of it. Woohoo! Another shootout loss or overtime loss, whatever it would have been. Uh, but maybe we would have won, maybe, and maybe our fortunes would have been quite different this coming week. Probably wouldn't have lost to Edmonton. I got to think our confidence would have been a little bit better, but I don't even know. What the hell? I mean, I, I guess the Edmonton game was going to happen because, as that crazy said, they just got cocky, which was stupid. Flat out stupid. The Wild are in no position to get cocky at all. They're barely in the playoffs. Stop screwing around, please. Please stop screwing around. I don't care how bad Edmonton is. I don't care how bad the Islanders are. And I don't give a damn how good the St. Louis Blues are. Go out there and beat somebody. With that, we will wrap up this segment and on to the previews. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. It's the preview segment. Wahoo! Let's talk some hockey. Well, oh goody. The Minnesota Wild on March 17th. They celebrate St. Patrick's Day. In Boston, Massachusetts, yeah, against the Eastern Conference champion, soon-to-be Stanley Cup champion again, Boston Bruins. Yes, they will win it. Yes, yes. The Wild are heading east again. It should be a good thing that the Wild are heading east, but um, maybe, maybe not to, maybe not to Boston. The next couple, hopefully, will be a positive for the Minnesota Wild, and they, gosh dang, blankety-blank better be. But with that said, the Minnesota Wild heading into Boston spells L-O-S-S. I don't like the way the Wild are playing right now. Boston Bruins are 45-17. and 17. They are hit 
They are hit legit. I mean, they are the bomb. One of the best teams in hockey. St. Louis, Chicago, Boston, uh, and Anaheim. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, yeah. I, I, I The way the Wild are playing right now, they can't even score. Why would I pick them to win this game? No way. Tuco Rask got six shutouts. He might as well get his next shutout here. 2.1 goals against average. Just stud. Oh, boy. I mean, the Bruins have a... Six players with over 40, 40 points already this year. And then three more with over 30. Oh, boy. That's uh, that's three lines. Three lines right there. <laughs> well, no, they're not three lines because some of them are defensemen. But you get the idea. I mean, that's that's crazy. It's just absolutely nuts. I mean, you got well, you got at least two lines with, with guys with over 40 points this year. Just destroying the league right now. And they're not necessarily like... No, they're not all necessarily leading the league in scoring, but they're scoring. They are scoring. And Jerome Ginla, a member of the Boston Bruins, that sucks. <laughs> I don't like the Bruins anymore because Ginla's there. God. But he's having a nice nice resurgence this year in Boston, Massachusetts, because he's not on the on the Flames anymore. And I kind of like the Flames. Uh, you know, even though they were a division rival, I've always kind of liked that team, but never liked Ginla because he was always like the a bully for the Wild, always scoring the game-winning goal against the Wild. Um, Aginla having his best year since, well, a minimum, 2011-2012, uh, but nah, that wasn't that long ago, was it? <laughs> but he's definitely going to surpass that year. He's at 67 points that year, so i got to think he's going to well surpass that, maybe back in the 80s again, which he had a few years before that. So, nice resurgence for him, just like uh, Yarmer Yager last year, who we're going to be talking about him too very soon. Um... I don't think the Wild can beat this this high-scoring, well-goaltended, well-coached, good defense, everything. Good defense, good playmakers. You know, you got Shara, you got Louis Erickson, all these players. My goodness. I mean, Milan Lucic. You got Patrice Bergeron. I mean, my God, it just goes on. And David Krejci. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Krejci. It's Krejci. David Krejci, pardon me. Just tearing up the league right now. Well, not quite that much, but yeah, he's got 40 assists. Pretty damn good numbers for him. Nice defensive player as well. Um, it's just an overall great hockey team. I can't see the Wild winning. I got the. I'll have the Boston Bruins winning four to two in this one. Four to two. Yeah, that's a lot of goals given up. But I don't know. Temper had a really nice night tonight for the Wild, by the way. But don't be. I, I won't be too surprised if he's not in net the following night. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll put him in. I don't know. It's like, whatever. Let's go talk to the New Jersey Devils, a team that the Wild could and should beat. Well, they have Yarmer Yager, and that's about it for the most part. Uh, yeah, Patrick Elias is still there, but, yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> Patrick Elias, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's just old and not really a big-time scorer for them. Yager with an amazing 58 points, and he's, like, 42 now. It's just unbelievable, considering... That guy just continues to get it done. And Elias actually is doing better than I expected. Zidlicki's doing well there as well. 36 points for Zidlicki. Of course, former Wild defenseman. Um, yeah, but really as you keep going down and down, very quickly the numbers drop significantly. Not really a, a very good overall team. Marchand Brodeur at one point rumored to be traded to the Minnesota Wild. And Schneider, well, I'm not sure which one of them is going to be a net. Brodeur actually has a winning record this year, despite the fact they're not a very good team. Goals against average this uh, this year, uh, solid. 
not not quite as good as he was before. 2.5. Schneider, eh, well. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually doing a bit better. But he's not winning games, so go figure there. I think the Wild will win that one. Uh, and if they don't, boy, oh boy. Maybe it might be time to say, Mike, yo, get, get out of town. 3-2 to two win for the Minnesota Wild via shootout, via regulation, via overtime. But a 3-2 to two win for the Minnesota Wild in this one. Trying to get this thing to load. It has been really, really uh, a struggle here. So I do apologize for that. Um, but no, I mean, when the Wild head out east, you got to hope that they're going to win the game. And I think I actually may have to put these... Let's see. I was going to say, I think I may have put these out of order. But regardless, I think the Wild will win the New Jersey game with a 3-2 to two record. This thing is just ape right now, and I do apologize to those of you. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Islanders were on Tuesday, March 18th. Thursday, March 20th, Wild will beat New Jersey, in my opinion. So, same review. <laughs> Wild head to New York Islanders. They're one of the worst teams in the league. So, I gotta hope the Wild will win this one. I really gotta hope that they can get it done. But they didn't win. They didn't beat them earlier this year, though. Which is really concerning. But at the same time, hopefully means the Wild will be awake this time. They will be awake. They will watch endless video of the New York Islanders. Fascinating stuff, I'm sure. But... It is what it is. <laughs> Wild and Islanders. Remember how the Wild... Ha- yeah, it was kind of similar to the Edmonton game. The Wild were kicking the Islanders' butts, and they wound up losing 5-4 to four in that game. Just an absolute joke. Just a joke. 5-4 to four loss. That was back on December the 29th. Mm-mm-mm. Absolute joke for the Wild. Five, we gave up five goals against the Islanders, man. And again, another one of those teams, just like Edmonton, with a lot of young scorers, but... They just, they don't win. They don't win games, plain and simple. So, it's like, whatever. I think the Wild should come in with a little hope of some type of vengeance, some type of pride in this game. I uh, am going to go with the Wild winning this one. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to. I'm going to have I'm gonna go with a 4-2 to win for the Wild. So, the Wild will be like Boston this time around. Again, watch them lose. Because, uh, yeah, there's some scorers in this team. Obviously, Kyle Oposo, John Tavares, who actually is out for the year, so I can't even continue on him. ACL in the Olympics. Uh, God rest his season. Thomas Vanek no longer there. Traded to Montreal. So, yeah, no reason i got to think New York's going to win this game. I mean, they that was the one thing they had going through them was the scores. So, who knows? Maybe some, some of the third liners will come out and beat the Wild. I would figure, but no, 4-2 to two victory for the Wild in this one. Darcy Kemper in net, maybe, maybe Brizgalov, who knows, who cares, I'll pick a win. You know, it's like, who knows, who cares. No, I mean, Brizgalov, I think, would be solid in net in either one of these games anyway. The final game of the week, Saturday, Saturday, the 22nd, that's right, the 22nd, against the Detroit Red Wings, they come to St. Paul, Minnesota, Oh my, and there's a back-to-back. This is insane. Oh, yeah, back-to-back with Detroit. Minneapolis, or excuse me, St. Paul and uh, Detroit. So we start with a game against the Detroit Red Wings. I think the Wild will have a three-game win streak here, actually. Because I think the Wild will beat the Detroit Red Wings at home. I think the Wild take care of business against that team. At home. Yeah, at home. So we'll all kind of preview the two games at once here. This is actually turning out to be a longer show had a lot of energy coming into this one. Obviously, just finishing the Columbus game. 
And of course, a lot to catch up on over the past week. So, hope the show isn't too long for you out there. This one might clear an hour, which is kind of rare for this show, actually. <laughs> uh, Detroit, it's kind of almost like who's who's left there. You know, that's almost what you want to wonder. Um, but really, regardless, I think the Wild defeat Detroit at home, and I think we lose to Detroit on the road. I think this is going to be a split. That's going to kind of be the gist of things. I don't, I don't really see the Wild winning a back-to-back against Detroit. Just, I really believe and hope they don't lose the home-and-home. Home. Henrik Zetterberg leading the way. After that, you got Cronwall, who's an excellent defense and 40 points. Daniel Alfredson still playing. He's in his 40s. Uh, Franzen's there. Yeah, but, you know, it's like they're not scoring like they were before in, uh, in, in Detroit. And, of course, they've had injuries as well. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, been, it's been a struggle for them this year. They're not really the same team we saw in the past. It's definitely been a struggle. Uh, Zetterberg is out, by the way, so that's another one. Yeah, look at all these injuries. Just look at them. It's unbelievable. Zetterberg, injury reserve with a back injury February 14th. Um, It's a lot. Datsyuk is day-to-day with a knee. It's just been going on and on and on for a while. Mm. Boy, they've had injuries. Gustafson, yeah, Samuelson, uh, injured reserve with a shoulder. Man, yeah, it's all over the place. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe the Wild can start winning some games here. But I kind of don't think they're going to win back-to-back, though. I, I'd like to believe they could. The Wild actually right now, on paper, are a better team than Detroit. And are actually ahead of them in, uh, well, the overall standings, like points-wise and win-loss record. So, I can't pick the Wild to win five, four games in a row. That'd be insane. So I'll have that. I'll have this be a split one way or another. I think the Wild win at home and lose on the road. Maybe it'll be the other way around. But either way, I think this will be a split. Something like three-two each way. Three-one, three-two, whatever. So it doesn't really matter what the scores are. This isn't a point spread. So there it is. A uh, eh, it's going to be a two-and-two two week for the Wild. Uh, what am I talking about? A yeah. This is five games, wasn't it? Boy, it's a busy week. Yeah, very busy week. Five games for the Wild. Very, very, very crammed schedule. It's going to be fun to watch, though. Yeah, you got Boston, the Islanders, New Jersey, and two at Detroit. So a three and two week for the Wild. Hopefully getting slightly back on track. Um, I hope I hope we sweep Detroit. That would be fantastic. With all, with all those injuries, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We'll see. Their last Detroit in their last ten, they've been five and four. So, but Boston is just literally streaking right through the NHL right now. Wild aren't going to win that game. So I'll shut up now, and we will come back with a pretty pretty obvious North Star memory. Who who it's going to be? Yeah, um, and a very 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 brief checkup on the Iowa Wild. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. Final segment for this week of episode number, well, I'll say the number, 81. (laughs) Episode number 81. I just like that number for some strange reason. I don't know. It's just a cool number. Brings you back in the day, I suppose, when I was, like, really tiny. Yeah, really tiny. (laughs) Probably can't really remember anything from that year. North Star's memory, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? It's the guy with his name on the weekly awards for the Minnesota Wild. The former North Star, Mike Madonna. 
Yep, his number was retired in Dallas a few years after he unfortunately left Dallas and played for his hometown Detroit Red Wings in an injury-riddled 40-game season in 2010-2011 at age 40. The Mike Madonna retired only 15 points that year. I still remember his last uh, game in Minneapolis, or well, I keep calling it Minneapolis, but it's St. Paul, pardon me, St. Paul, and after that game, he wore that North Star jersey, and it was uh, quite an emotional, quite an emotional sight indeed. Quite emotional. He was 39. They put on the old N Star, you know, white jersey with the white and green, of course. Oh man, with the number nine and the word Mike and the word Madonna on it. It was a beautiful thing. So without a doubt, the man who could skate so quickly, his jersey would flap. <laughs> the man who was a hero of the uh, wonderful. Awesome playoff run for the Minnesota North Stars. Oh my, 23 years ago, this, uh, this, 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 this May and June, April, May, June. My, 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 23 years ago. For those of us that remember it, for those of us that experienced it, Mike Madonna gave us a lot of hope that this franchise had some, had a very, 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 very bright future. And, uh, boy. One thing I could, one thing I never understood is how this guy he just could never ever get he could never have that massive breakout season. He'd always have really good years, but he never blew up. Never blew up, did he? He never got a he never had a hundred point season. He just wasn't that guy. Uh, a lot of rumors about that were oh well, not rumors a lot of tells were on Mike Madonna where there's the reason his jersey flat because he was kind of a straight line skater more more of than a uh, he didn't really put on a lot of moves. He didn't kind of move around as much as some other guys do and that may have uh, that may have 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 slowed his scoring a little bit he did have what appeared to be a breakout season now of course his last year with the North Stars was a 93 point season 60 assists that year just sick but the actual year you could have kind of called a breakout season was his first year in Dallas when he had 50 goals 50 goals his assist his assists suffered a bit went down to 43 and he had another 93 point season and never, ever, ever eclipsed that number. Now, I'm not here to <laughs> rip on Mike Madano and give him his faults. Ultimately, we're here to celebrate him and his career with the Minnesota North Stars and, of course, Dallas Stars for many, many eons. And, uh, well, 40-game little injury-riddled third-line type of season with the Detroit Red Wings, fourth line, whatever it was. God rest his career. Um, yeah, it was the jersey flap, his ability to... The ability to score. It's just, yeah, I mean, the one complaint was, yeah, you know, just never had that massive breakout season. But he did manage to become the all-time leading scorer by a wide margin of the Dallas Stars. and Actually, the number one leading scorer all-time for an American-born player. Excellent career, excellent numbers, and a likable guy. He wasn't the kind of guy you looked at as, oh, boy, he's, he's unapproachable. Oof. Madonna, oh God, oh. <laughs> you know, he wasn't one of those type of guys. He wasn't out there looking for a fight all the time. He wasn't out there agitating people all the time. I mean, Sidney Crosby is an agitating little bitch. <laughs> he is. Let's just let's just tell the truth. And yeah, there's a guy with like 120 point seasons. Talk about elite. Now that's a number one overall pick. See, Madonna to me, you look at his numbers. He's like a top five pick, not a number one overall pick, but. Uh, boy, the years that he was here early on, it looked like he was that guy. <laughs> so ultimately, <laughs> pardon me, he didn't really 
he he didn't really hurt us at all. He just went to Dallas and performed well and stuck with that organization until 2010. It's just unbelievable how long he stayed in that organization. Organization. It's just crazy to think, what was the point of coming back at the Detroit Red Wings other than, I guess, playing at home one last year? Ah, whatever. You know, I mean, that was the disappointing part. Some of us are hoping if you're going to leave that organization, come to Minnesota. Not sure what really happened there. Maybe Chuck Fletcher wasn't going to make a move on him and wouldn't have surprised me because he was so damn old. And obviously, that was the other thing about Madonna. He was a little bit injury prone too. I mean, yeah, he was. So that was the other kind of like you could call it a semi-complaint as well. He had some 50-game seasons in there, 59 games, 60 games. But for the most part, he was pretty healthy. He wasn't like he wasn't like some guys out there who are never healthy. So give him credit. Great player, and his 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 just his overall explosiveness is why I'm very proud to give him the Mike Madonna uh, to to call the Player of the Week the Mike Madonna Award, and it brings back fond memories to those of us that remember the North Stars. And I like the North Stars to be a part of Brave the Wild, without a doubt. And there it is. That's how the North Stars become a part of Brave the Wild. On to the Iowa Wild. The future North Stars. The future Mike Madonna. <laughs> yeah, North Stars. You know what I mean? Mike Madonna Award winners. Zach Phillips. Well, the the new guy we got from uh, Chicago, the Chicago system, Brad Winchester, still leading them in scoring with 32 points in 61 games. Zach Phillips and Jonathan Blum are otherwise leading the way for the Minnesota Wild. Now, Brian Connolly was the other, was actually the leading scorer as a defenseman. Shows that this team is not really much for scoring. And nobody's really been scoring the past week. They're not playing very well down there in Iowa. None, none of the none of the major prospects, like a Balmer, well, I don't really even call him a major prospect anymore, Raphael Bruceres. Uh It's nice to see Phillips emerging, though, because for the longest time, he was one of those kind of like, he, he had like third-liner type numbers down there. It was getting kind of frustrating. But, yeah, his numbers have been picking up a bit, but still... Seems like he's like another year or two away from the NHL if he's going to get there, which he better hurry up and get there as a first-round pick. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. This is his second year with the uh, the AHL club. So that's kind of the theme there with the, uh, the Iowa Wild is Zach Phillips. It's pretty much turning into Zach Phillips' watch because a lot of the other guys just aren't really standing out at all, unfortunately. Um, the goaltender down there, which, of course, was Darcy Cumber for the longest time, has been Gustafson. And he's been adequate. Not great, just adequate. So, um, it's like, what can you do? There's a reason why they don't say that. They don't want him on the, they don't want him up here. Um, he is younger than Comper by a couple of years as well. So, that's another way to look at it. Um, I don't, he wouldn't even say he's been adequate. He's, he's, his goals against average is three. That's not that good. Yeah, I'm not too impressed. Save percentage a little, little over 90. That's not that great either. It's just average. So I don't know. Cross your fingers. It's just a, a lot of guys not doing so hot down there right now. So that's pretty much the theme at this point in time. Jason Zucker, you know, in very limited time down there because he's been on the wild and getting scratched. He's been busy getting scratched with the wild most of the time. <laughs> guys like Tyler Kuma, well, at least he's been healthy most of the year, but only six points, that's it, yuck, in 40 games. So, yeah, that's kind of the theme of the Iowa Wild right now. A lot of guys not doing so hot. So with that, we'll wrap up, we'll wrap this thing up, and 
hope that the the professional or the NHL club can stop can start playing hot, at least more hot than they have been of late. Because they are not doing hot either. And guys like Molson, please, st- please start factoring in the scoring. And Koivu, get some chemistry with him, please. Please build some chemistry with him. I, I don't know what's going on with Koivu, man. And it was getting really stale with Koivu Parisi out there. It was getting ridiculously stale for a while. That was when the Wild were not doing so hot. And then he got hurt, and bam, we went on a win streak. And then Koivu comes back, and we're back on a losing streak again. Uh oh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, right. I ain't no conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, well, it ain't no theory. It, it might be a conspiracy, but it ain't no theory. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a, hopefully a much more positive show, but certainly there will be a lot of games to review yet again. Um, likely we'll be recording on Saturday nights, if possible. I like to do that because it seems like Timberwolves Explosion has been recording on Sundays lately. But if Timberwolves Explosion is not recorded on Sunday, and I haven't recorded this yet, it'll get recorded on Sunday. So, yeah, but I figured I'd preview both of those Detroit games because it was a back-to-back deal. All right, thanks again for listening. Tell a friend. Um, Oh, oh, yeah, I I don't want to walk out before I mention this. Uh, I was going to mention this at the beginning of the segment. Deb Costa posted on the Facebook page. She said, we were hard to watch. (laughs) Or, yeah, we were there, and it was hard to watch. We need a new coach. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame anybody that doesn't want Mike Yo as coach because these uh, these nosedives are really frustrating and really hard to take. I, I think his team has underachieved under him at times. They've overachieved under him at times as well. It seems like the younger the roster, the better he does. The older the roster, it gets interesting in a negative way. So we'll see. We will. We will absolutely see what happens in the next couple weeks and months with Mr. Mike Yo. Thanks again, Deb. You've been posting on there for you've been posting on and off at times and uh keep posting. Hopefully you hopefully you are listening right now. Thanks again and uh we will be back next week everybody. Do tell a friend about the show. Sorry about the delay there by the way. But do fr- tell a friend about the show. I will uh if I will shout out to you if you give us a nice rating on iTunes. That would be appreciated as well. We'll be back next week. <laughs>